Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. All right, everybody. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis back for another mind-blowing Cash Call episode. We should figure out what episode these numbers are, Brian. We must be in the... You think we're we're approaching 100? Something oh, like I would think we're more than 100, wouldn't you? I mean, we started this in 2019. Yeah, let's just say 50 in a year. We've been doing it, say, three, four years. Yeah, we're we're probably well over 150, pushing 200, I would think. There you go. Look at that. Just two old geezers talking about lead conversion. Right, Brian? I saw a shirt earlier that said, I'm the same age as old people. <laughs> and I'm like, that's me. I'm, I don't identify that way, but I'm the same age as these old people. <laughs> I'm not so. old, but uh, the people my age are. Yeah, exactly. So I love that. I thought it was great. But uh, anyway, cool. we can talk uh, about all right. that. So, so Brian, you got a call for us today, right? I do. But before I do that, I just want to say this to everybody. We would love if you guys have questions, comments, things to talk about here. Dale and I, you know, we can play calls and we like to listen to ourselves talk, but also we would love to hear some feedback. If, if you guys have some questions, just, hey, I, how do I handle this objection? How do I deal with this? You know, what do I deal with the uh, interest rate? Whatever it is, put it in the chat. We'd love to talk about it. But to Dale's point, let's uh, do the thing that we promised you that we're going to do, at least most of the time, and we'll play a call. So this call isn't a bad call. And at the same point in time, it, it, it could it has plenty of room for improvement. So, and this, these are, to me, the subtleties of, of real estate in that sometimes people just go, well, I got an appointment, it's a good call. Well, that's not necessarily true. Because maybe you show up to that appointment and you find out the other person's got an agent or you, maybe you find out this is my favorite and it's happened to me. I don't know if it ever happened to you, Dale. I go, hey, by the way, I got these three other houses you want to go look. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to look at that one with Dale tonight. I'm like, oh, great. So, <laughs> you know, right. I, I'm not interested in being the, you know, the fourth, fifth, seventh agent they're working with simultaneously. That's a waste right. of my time. So yeah. anyway, there's just little things that you can always do. But with that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and play this call and uh, Dale and I will rip it apart. No, Dale and I will give us some <laughs> positive constructive criticism. So here we go. Hello, is this Tracy? Yes, hi. Hi there, Realtor in Northwest Arkansas with HomeQuest Realty. And I see that you're looking at 1743 East New Hope Road. Yeah, I would like to... I would like to... Yeah. I've been okay. admiring this house. Admiring this house for years. Okay. And it just you just saw that it was for sale and want to take a look? Yeah. Absolutely. I will be happy to set that up for you. Uh looks like tomorrow at one or today at one thirty. Sorry, I I got my dates uh switched. Yes, it would be today between one thirty and two. Okay. I will be glad to set that up for you and uh I can give you a call back here and just hopefully within about uh, 10 or 15 minutes. All right, Dale. So what's the very first thing we did around there? Uh, well, I don't know. He said he would set the appointment. I think that's great. Uh, he's I agree. Moving, he's moving on to, I'll give you a call back. I'm praying that it's because he's just going to confirm it with the sellers, but I feel like he doesn't need to do that. And I think that was my point. That was the thing that I looked at. Like, look, don't say I'm going to have to confirm it with the seller. I have to call the listing agent, any of those things. Just say, hey, great. Yeah, I'll see you at 1.30 today. It sounds perfect. And yeah, I think that's totally fine. And the reason that we're saying that, Brian, for everybody listening is you you want to just stay in that conversation and get your get your discovery and rapport built, right? Even if you can't end up showing it. 
Right. And, and, you know, Dale's talked about this and I, I completely agree with it. Once I give them what they want, now I can get what I want. What I want is discovery. What I want is figuring out, you know, did, are they working with an agent? Are they pre all these things that I want? I can't, I mean, I can go for that, but it's so much easier after I give them what they want. Right. Yeah. And you can always, he can always add the, Hey, let me just confirm it, make sure it's okay with the seller. And I'll get back to you. Just put it at the end after the discovery and rapport. Exactly. So, cause a couple of th things come up, you know, I, I was doing role play this morning and the, uh, the agent who's doing role play is they said this, I'm, I'll call the listing agent and find out. And I went, Oh, <laughs> so, so there should be, the wait, 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 they should have to put $20 in the, it's uh, like a, it's like a swear jar. jar, right? It's a swear yeah. jar, right? Yeah. The shit, the bed jar <laughs> has to get a $20 donation whenever you do something really bad like that. All right, I'm going to digress for a second. I got to tell a quick story. I was with a company once and they were very anti-cursing. So um, you guys know, I, I'm pretty reserved on this show, by the way. But uh, Yes, you are. So <laughs> there was a there was something sitting in the middle of the, of the table as a jar. It wasn't intended for that. I pulled, I opened it, took my wallet out, put $20 in, the, in there. And I said, this is the curse jar I'm prepaying. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, have fun with and, stuff. And, but and now, I'm, now I have something to say. Now I've got to say something, but I prepaid, you know, you get a discount when you prepay. So anyway, but my point is two things. First of all, never lie and say, that, oh, I'm I'm the listing agent. I'm not remotely suggesting that, but also don't give an object. Don't create an objection. When you say things like I got to call the listing agent, you're creating a potential objection. The person goes, wait, you're not the listing agent. <laughs> if we have enough rapport by the end of the call, that's a little bit different. But, you know, when you're 20 seconds into a phone call, don't say that. And I don't no. think you should say it at all, but definitely not 20 seconds into a phone call. Anyway. No, no, that's like uh, that. And, uh, hey, I'm interested in seeing this property, whatever address. OK, let me look it up. Oh, looks like it's sold already. Twenty dollars in the jar, man. Like, uh, listen, I need to check with the listing agent. $20 in the jar. Like those are, there, there's like a 10 commandments of stuff you don't say, and you got to pay money for any of those. And, and let me add this, cause this is huge. I was going through my CRM one day and trying not to, you know, kill anyone, but going through <laughs> some of the stuff that happens, and I have a great group of agents, but you know, you're always going to see stuff. And so this, I saw this one day, please, please, please never do this. The person inquired about a house as an email lead and the person emailed them back, sorry, that house is pending. Oh, what is the God. chance that that person is going to answer the phone? What is the chance that person is going to call? I think it was, sorry, that house is pending. If you want to see some other houses, let me know. Here's my phone number. I'm going Dude, to go out I, on a limb and say it's not going to get called back. Yeah, no, I think we need to go back to the way that you would run a ship at the turn of the century, you know what I mean? Where okay. you, get, you get lashes, you know what I mean? So like, you're going to get, you're going to get spanked for doing things like that. Like that is just such a bad, so bad, very poor form. Never do that. Yeah. And again, you guys have all heard me say this. If you've listened to cash call at all, our job is not customer service rep. Our job is salesperson. Customer service rep goes, I gave them the information they wanted. They're happy. Therefore I'm done. Oh customer service rep also doesn't get paid on commission. Customer service rep also doesn't make six figures a year. These are the types of things that you need to understand. If all you're doing is providing information to the other person, then you're not, you're going to get paid like someone who provides information to another person. And that's not a job that, that pays very well. 
Now, I want to put this out here. This is something I've been focused on in my company recently. I know we've totally digressed. My apologies to okay. Micah out there who doesn't want us to die. It's not Micah. It was somebody, I forget his name at the moment. But um, something I've been focused on in my company is it's like, hey, sales people. No means ask a better question. It doesn't mean give up, okay? <laughs> when somebody says no to you, it means you haven't asked the right question. Find the right question damn it. So let me ask you something about that, Dale. Are, are they asking a lot of yes, no questions that they're getting it's a lot about of those? asking? It's not about asking yes, no questions, Brian. What I'm trying to enforce with them or get them to realize is like, if you ask somebody to make a decision or you close them or to, to buy or sell or meet with you or whatever it is, and the answer to that is no, you don't accept that. It means ask a different question, ask a better question find another they didn't like that solution find another solution and you do that by getting more info or asking a better question that's really what i'm trying to drive home for them yeah and so let me ask you this so my experience with that is the reason that agents run away or salespeople, not just agents but people run away in that situation is they don't know where to go so they they feel like okay here i am i'm running in i've got this thing so one of the things that I would suggest to you is have a couple bullets left in the gun. And maybe that's not the best analogy nowadays, but I think people understand it. Ha, you know, have a, have a couple options left for yourself. In other words, no. And here's my basic rule. You either have to change the deal to close again, or you have to provide more information. Yeah. So if you can do one of those two things and then you can close again, that's not high pressure. Yeah. So, you know, Dale's, come, Dale's concept, ask a different question. That's not high pressure. All you're doing is is shifting a little bit. Now, if you say, well, why don't you want to meet with me? You really should. That's high pressure. Also, not a very good script. But ultimately, yeah, think about that. You know, ask a better question and or change the deal, provide more information. You know, yeah. that, that those are two very simple rules of closing. I feel like we should finish listening to the call. Oh, yeah, there's that. We're, we're, we're way off, way off. Here we go. Welcome back. Um, all of you guys, apparently we saw some squirrels. Once I yes. confirm that, that time, okay. um, and then I can meet you over there. Um, is it, it, this specific house, uh, just curious, what is it that, that caught your eye about it? What do you like so much? I really like the elbow room all the way around it. And mm -hmm. I like the, farm, the farmhouse style. And gotcha. it's got like 2,100 square feet of living yeah. space or, um, you know, of space. Sure. Okay. Uh, and the reason I ask is just if, if, if there are any other homes that, uh, if I do a quick search, if there's any other homes that uh, are similar to Pause. it, you might be interested in taking a look at those as well. Pause. You know what I would do? I would listen to this. I would listen with this salesperson. And I would say that I think he's doing a really good job. You know, that one suggestion that we had up to, uh, once she gave her answer about what she liked about that home, up to that point, then he goes on to do what is pretty classic for us real estate salespeople, which is essentially in the back of his head, he's like, oh, well, if I can't sell you this one, can I sell you something else, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's not terrible, but it's not, it's not terrible. It's not. I think that I would play that with, I'd play this with the salesperson. I'd say, hey, salesperson, what's the most interesting thing that this woman has said in this conversation so far right 
to me, the most interesting thing she has said is that she's been eyeing this house for a long time and now it's up for sale, right? Yeah. So I think before I switched to the, if I can't sell you this, can I sell you something else, which I think is good and you, and you should have it in there. I could build some more rapport and get farther inside her guard by bringing up that interesting concept, which is, hey, so you said you've been watching this house for a while. Do, do you know people that have lived there or are you friends with people there? Tell me about that, right? So yeah. I'm totally digressing and just doing it to like understand this person, understand this interesting statement she made, build more rapport before I ask a salesperson question like, if I can't sell you this one, can I sell you something else? Yeah, and this is not something that happens all the time, but it happens. It'll happen to you as a salesperson once or twice a year where there's a very specific house that someone's watching is important. So there's a process to go through here. And one of the things that we want to do with this person is, wow, you've been watching this house for years? That's amazing. So let me ask you this, and I'm not trying to do this, but I want to make sure that I'm giving you everything you want and need. On a scale of one to 10, like how much do you want this house? I don't normally ask a question like that, but this person very says specifically is like, this is the house. I love this house. Like what I want to do is get them so fired up to buy this house that they're just going to buy it. And, and I know that's kind of throwing all your eggs in one basket, but at the end of the day, this person's already thrown all her eggs in one basket. She's literally been watching this house for years. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say when you said this doesn't happen every day, this one particular situation doesn't happen every day. Right. But frequently people say interesting stuff that that in a lot of I, I in listening to a lot of calls, the salesperson doesn't take it. They don't take the shot. They don't take the opportunity. When somebody says something quirky or weird or whatever or out of the ordinary, take it, take that opportunity. <clears throat> Another thing that I teach salespeople and this helps them think what to ask questions about is we've talked about this on the show before. If you're fixated on selling somebody a house or selling their house, right? For them, this external thing that you're going to do as a salesperson, you don't ask very good questions, honestly, unless you have a lot of experience. But when I shift a salesperson's perspective to say, Hey, that person who says they're going to buy a house, you're buying that house with them. You're making the decision together. That person who says they're thinking of selling, you two are making that decision together and you're going to have a reward or consequence, right? Together, they start to ask much better questions all of a sudden when it's them making the decision. So that's a core fundamental uh, perspective that I like to teach that really improves what people do. Absolutely. Love it. All right. Let's play a little bit more. Is just if, if if there are any other homes that uh, if I do a quick search, if there's any other homes that uh, are similar to it, if you might be interested in taking a look at those as well. Not at not at this time. Okay, just this one house for now. Yeah, yeah, for now, yeah. Okay, uh, we can do that. I'm, like I said, I'm glad to set that up for you. Uh, let me give you a call back here. Just like I said, hopefully in ten or fifteen minutes, I'll have a confirmation. But uh, 1.30 to 2 o'clock um, is the window that, that works for you, right? Yes. Okay. And I have your number at 2355? Correct. Correct. Yeah, okay. I'm going out of town on Monday morning for a week, going on vacation. So that's why I wanted to see ah. if I could keep it today. Because I got you a pack and everything. Mm-hmm. Got a birthday totally. party. One-year-old grandson lives in the area. 
So one of the other things, clearly, um, it's important for this person to have this house. So what we need to get deeper in there, in my opinion, and get inside of that. So this person is about to go out of town. So also, we, we, I, how do I say this? I want to make sure that they know that we're in a buy, excuse me, an extreme seller's market. Our, this is my market. We've got about 30 days of inventory. I want her to understand what the market's like. So I was, I would ask her, Hey, by the way, sounds like this is the house for you. Is that, is that true? Oh yeah, absolutely. Are you familiar with what's going on in our market right now? Well, what do you mean? Because if this person has been watching this house for years, they may not be educated on the real estate market. It's not like theoretically they're talking to a whole bunch of other agents because they're not really shopping for a house in general. They're shopping for this house. So they might have no idea. One of the things that we do as real estate agents all the time is assume people understand our industry and assume people understand the current market. Surely they do. How? Because the last five people I talked to told me about interest rates and the market crash, all this stuff. And we make we get stuck in this rut where we don't bother to educate. And when to educate, you ask me, you can just ask that simple question. Hey, ma'am, I, I don't know what her name is, Sue. Hey, Sue, out of curiosity, are you familiar with our current market? Well, what do you mean? Well, right now we're looking at about 30 days of inventory, which means we're in an extreme seller's market, which means realistically, this house is going to last on the market for less than a week, more than likely. Yeah. I don't like that high pressure approach all the time, but with somebody who does this, I think it's your job to tell them that because they might be like, oh, you know, we'll just go look at it in a couple of days. And, I, you know, if we can't get in at 130 today, no big deal. We'll just look at it next week. It's going to be sold. Exactly. And we created no urgency for this person here. We service them. Yeah, we're going to go do it. I'll make sure we'll get the appointment. I'll call you back with the appointment, all these things, but this, there's no urgency. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as long as you, as long as you qualify it properly, listen, Hey, I, I know I'm a salesperson. I'm what I'm going to say is not because I'm trying to pressure you by any stretch of the imagination. How familiar are you with what's going on in our market right now? Right. I went to a question first, get her to tell me, then I can tell her, here's how quickly things are moving. If you really are in love with this property, you probably need to be prepared to write an offer on it when we see it today. Okay. If, if you're really interested and I'm just being honest with you. So as long as you preface it, preface it, soften it, you can do that without sounding overbearing. Yeah. And again, my biggest concern with this is that she can't get in at one thirty today. And then she goes, great. I'll just go see it next week. Right. No, no. You need to adjust your schedule between now and when you're going on vacation or whatever that is to make sure you get in this house. Because if you don't, you're not going to get into this house. So, all right, let's, uh, go let's go, let's go with, um, uh, I want to answer Dan Chin's question. So let's finish Good. out this, this uh, call. All right, let me hit, it's only 40 seconds left. So I'll, hit, I'll just play the rest of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Well, we will get, get you set up to see this before you're headed out of town. To, so you have a, a good chance at, <laughs> at taking a look yeah. here. All right. Thank you. And you know, it's, yeah, uh, before somebody else snatches it up, I wanted to look at it. <laughs> yes, if it's, absolutely. If it's something that, if it's something that I, um, I want, because I want to move quickly. Yeah, I would definitely advise that because uh, something like this, I think will go pretty quick. So I think yep. you're right. 
Yeah. You're right. I've been admiring this house for many years. Mm-hmm. She just said it again, man. I'm like, God, yeah. can we? Well, I, I want to take a look. pause it. I'll, uh, I'll call you back here in just a, a little. I'm almost like, I want to call this lady because I just want to know. How is it you've been watching this house for years? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and it's a story. And, you know, and, and she had, we had the opportunity to let her sell herself. And, and she did a little bit, you know, she did in the middle of the call. It has the porch and I don't remember what she said, but it's not important. But ultimately she sold herself a little bit, but you, we had an opportunity to create a huge amount of urgency here. And hey, by the way, you know, are you planning on paying cash or, and I don't love this question all the time, but in this scenario, I do. Are you planning on paying cash or are you going to finance the house? Oh, we're we're gonna pay cash. We got to sell our house first. Oh, whoa, what? Huh? That yeah. that's a whole different animal. So I got a strange feeling this lady owns a house. I don't know because we didn't ask. Um, you know, she doesn't sound like someone who is, you know, living in a $300 a month apartment. Like she sounds like a very legit buyer, an intelligent person, but I, we've got to ask her more questions. We got to dig deeper. I can't emphasize that enough. How important it is to dig deep and then use those things. I, I don't want to say use it against them, but kind of use it against them. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, as long as we are always working in the in the consumer's best interest, uh, then yeah, we use everything that they give us. You know, sometimes it, it is the consumer's best interest to make a decision or take an action, and. Uh, it's our duty to remind them or to bring that back up to them. And if, is that manipulation? I don't know. I think that as long as it's in their best interest, right? Yeah. You, you do what you have to do in order to serve their best interest. Well, I say this all the time. I'm going to give them an opportunity to buy. They're still going to get the choice, but I'm not going to be that person who doesn't close. I'm not going to be that person who doesn't ask the next question because maybe they needed a, just a, you know, a little bit of a push. And again, it's not like you're going to be able to get someone to spend $400,000. You're, you're such a closer that they're going to accidentally spend $400,000. I haven't met that guy. I'm sure they maybe exist, but people can say no on a house. You're not selling them shoes for a hundred bucks. And they go, well, man, that guy really talked me into buy those hundred dollars. You know what? I can tell this honestly, Dan, I'm pretty good at sales. I have never once convinced someone to go out and spend $200,000. They didn't want to spend. Right. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I mean, you know, short of like hiding the realities of a condition of a property or something, not that I have done that, but other than hiding that or intentionally like super misleading somebody. No, you know, people, that's too big of a purchase of buy or sell to, to do it just based on the salesmanship of their agent. Yeah, don't work that way. So anyway, I think that was there's some great opportunities there. Do you want to answer that question? Go ahead. Yeah. So Dan Chin uh, asked a question in the chat. He said, could you give an example of a role play or role play situation where you get a no on the close and you ask a better or different question? First, I just want to explain the concept, Dan, in when I say no means ask a better question. What I mean is that no, if a consumer is giving you no, basically you've come up with a solution or presented a solution in a way that didn't work for them, right? Either it didn't solve, they believe it doesn't solve their problem, or they believe it's not in their best interest, or they believe it's not the process that they should follow, whatever it is that you're asking for. And so when I say ask a better question, that can mean a lot of different things. It can mean you didn't really truly identify their need or you didn't uh, truly uh, explain or present how your solution or your ask, whatever you're asking for, made sense for them, right? 
And so you're just going to, you're always going to default to asking better questions, right? So let me put it in context of training. I think that might be easier to take it out of real estate because yeah. for, for me, having a training company, that comes up a lot. Brian, would you like to hire us to train your agents? No. No. Got it. Hmm. Shit. Brian said no to me. Let me ask a better question. Well, let me ask you this, Brian. Is is scripting training for your agents even important to you at the at the moment? Or are there bigger priorities you have in your company? Uh, yeah, our bigger priority is recruiting. I don't know. Just making stuff out there. You know. So so I just asked a better question, right? My first question was, do you want us to train your team? And he said, no. Hmm. I need a better question, right? I went with, is this even important to you? Or do you have other priorities at the moment? You told me you have other priorities. Okay, so now I understand if I want to sell you, train. either I need to sell you what your priority is, but my company doesn't do that, right? I need to I need to figure out how can I position or get you to either place priority on agent training, or I need to find out some way of getting you to self-identify that that's what, that you could use that, right? Before yeah. I can yeah. ask again for you to pay for it. Right. And, you know, the same thing with a, with a buyer. Basically what Dale's saying is just looking for their pain point. Right. And if you close before you know what the pain point is, sometimes it works because you got you got lucky, right? And yeah. you know, and we make an assumption about pain points. Oh, this person is calling about a house. That must mean they want to buy this house. Yeah, that's let's, a bad let's assumption. Do, let's put it back into real estate for Dan and everybody listening, right? So let's okay. say I'm talking to Brian. Brian gives me his who, where, when, why, what, and how much. Him and his wife are going to buy something, right? Uh, they're going to be doing it in the relative future, near future. They know their budget. They're pre-qualified, blah, blah, blah. And I say, Brian, uh, will you go out and look at houses with me? And Brian says, no, no, I'm not. I'm good. Oh, oh, got it. Now I need to ask a better question. Oh, I, I apologize, Brian. I, I thought you guys were at that point in the process. When do you think you'd be ready to go look at homes? Oh, so we're looking to buy, you know, near the end of the year. So you know, if we're looking to buy November, December, so how, I don't know how long, but somewhere around there. Okay. So it's just super simple. This is not scripted in any way, everybody, but I'm just saying I made an ask. I got a no from this consumer. I'm going to, I'm not going to say, you know, if I said, Brian, would you go look at houses? He said, no. I, and I'm not going to say, oh, okay, call me. Let me know when you want to see something. No, I'm not going to just give up. I'm going to ask a better question oh, when will you be ready to go see homes, right? I'm just turning it into a question because now I'm going to, I'm going to take another run at it, but I got to understand this person first. Right. And so basically what I, somehow Dale missed the when in my scenario and, you know, or he didn't bother to say, oh, so you're doing, you know, I appreciate that you don't want to go look at houses right now because you don't want to go, you're not going to close in November or December, but out of curiosity, do you have any idea what your money will buy in the market right now? Well, no. Well, here's what I like to do. I like to just get people to go out and take a look at some houses with the complete understanding they're not going to write an offer until you know November, but at least they get a feel for what's going on out there and they know what their money buys because all the experts are saying the market's not going to change that much between now and then. So with that in mind, would you consider just going doing a little window shopping so we can get set up? And by the way, I get to meet you. So, so what did I do? I provided more information about my ask. And so that's a different approach. Both work well, but you've got to do something besides, okay, great. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> so. Excellent. All right. 
Great seeing everybody. We got to end for today. Thank you so much for joining us on Cash Call. And as always, Brian and I love helping you guys out. Oh, one thing I want to drop in the chat. Here is a link. We want you guys to upload your calls. Okay. Upload your calls. We want to, we want to play them here. We want to give you help. If you're listening and you're a team leader, you better be dropping your agents or your ISAs, uh, your ISAs recordings in here because Brian and I are giving you free coaching and we're kind of entertaining too. And if you drop the link, if you drop it in there, shoot me a message and just let me know, hey, I dropped so-and-so's call in. They're brand new. Please be nice to them. Don't bash them over the head. We absolutely will do that. And, you know, while Brian and I attempt to be funny, I mean, usually me funny, Brian, not so much, but that's okay. Uh, ah, there it is. <laughs> no, I'm saying we try to be funny, but listen, we we do ultimately at the end of the day, Brian and I care about impacting salespeople and we want to help salespeople. So, you know, we make some funnies here and there, but it's ultimately in the service of helping salespeople do better. So absolutely. Drop the link, click on that link, cash call. If you scroll a little bit down the page, you'll see submit a call. Click that, you'll be able to upload a call directly to Dropbox for us and we can play it on the show. Thanks everybody. Dale, as always, it's a pleasure. Hope that uh, we get to see you again next week. And uh, thanks for everybody for watching. Really appreciate all, all the people who show, show up. See you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.